Hello and uh, welcome to the uh, August edition of the podcast. Uh, we have had one per month uh, on a regular basis. It started in uh, the beginning of this year and it had started off by uh, you know interviewing different personalities uh, within the diabetes world, outside, etc. And uh, of course, due to COVID-19 that had dropped down um, over the last few months because of uh, difficulty in face-to-face interactions. And most of it has been kindly done by recording with colleagues who've done the previous podcasts. But this month, with things uh, improving a little bit, um, we have had the opportunity once again to restart uh, the, um, well, plan of trying to interview personality, so to speak. So um, uh, a little bit about the person who has kindly given his time for the podcast uh, on this occasion. Um, I'll start with the preamble of, uh, it's about three years ago, um, I remember, you know, meeting or actually reading about this uh, gentleman who had uh, been appointed to the chief executive officer, the CEO of uh, Postman Hospitals NHS Trust. Um, and uh, it was a big, big change. You know, we we have had one chief exec in my memory for a number of years, uh, lots of upheaval. Then we had a period of time where we had interim people in charge. And then finally, there was news that there was somebody uh, new and fresh being appointed. So had a look. I um, can't remember where I saw it first. Probably was social media as ever. And the first thing that struck me was, wow, you know, uh, this chap looks young. And immediately uh, it made me smile because, you know, I talk a lot about the prejudice you face if you look young. And um, I had just done the same thing. So uh, I straight away, uh, you know, on social media, contacted this uh, gentleman and said, hey, why didn't you meet the diabetes team? And uh, he did. True to his word, came and met us. This is about three years ago. I still remember uh, him coming to our department. A lot of people sort of looking at this gentleman turned up in, I still remember, a navy blue suit, um, met our consultant colleagues, met our nurses, was very open, very honest about the challenges he faced and what he wanted to do. But what what impressed me was the fact that uh, he was quite happy to chat, quite happy to listen. And, um, well, three years have passed. And, um, you know, in the in the interview you'll hear in a minute, um, we've touched upon a few things. But uh, it's been a pleasure from my point of view to know him. It's been a pleasure. Uh, You know, not every single thing has come through, but a lot of things have come through in Portsmouth where I work. And it's for me, it's a it's a happy place of working. So uh, without further ado, uh, on to the interview with the gentleman concerned. Uh, Name is Mark Cubbon, Chief Executive Officer or CEO of Portsmouth Hospitals NHS Trust. So um, welcome to Mark Cubbon. Um, So Mark, thank you very much for uh, spending some time uh, for this podcast. Um, To the listener, um, I've obviously said a few things about you as to, you know, who you are and what you meant to us. But things about yourself. So who is Mark Coven? Where does he come from? What's the background to Mark Coven? So, uh, well, first of all, thanks for allowing me to have a chat with you like this. Um, so, yeah, you'll probably tell from my accent uh, which bit of the world I come from. And uh, I have, um, so I'm a northern lad. And I've been um, down in, in the south of England for a little while now, probably since 1998. But my early part of my career... Uh, I started off in the health service um, uh, in nursing and spent a number of years uh, in in the earlier part of my career up in in the north. Uh, Came down to um, London and worked um, a big chunk of my career in in the London area. In nursing, went into general management, did a number of jobs 
as a director in London and then spent a, a, a little time in a national organisation called Energy Improvement and I've been here at Portsmouth now for three years. Okay, and um, so as you said, it's been three years. I mean, time flies. Um, what are the things in Portsmouth? I mean, we could probably reel off as people who work in Portsmouth, things that we have seen evolve. But from your point of view, a few things that have made you proud of being the chief exec of Fire Trust? This is difficult. It's difficult to uh, isolate three things because there's so many things that, you know, make you proud every day, actually. Uh, because I think one of the fortunate things about being the chief executive is you get to hear, yes, you get to hear things that we can do better, but you get to hear lots of examples of the things that go on in our organisation 24 hours a day and almost every day of the week, So, which people are really proud of and people are really grateful for the impact that our teams have and the lives that are touched every day. I think the three things I would, you know, push me to do three things. I think the three things that I would talk about over the past few years I'm really proud of the team that I have um, work. I work with day to day. I think they um, work together really well. I feel as though we are really part of a team. Um, you know, I've worked in organisations before, and I've worked as part of a team before. Where we're a team by name, um, but I'm really proud of the team we have, and that we have a team of people who actually genuinely work as part of a team. So I think that's an, a, a really positive thing because without that. Um, you know, whatever ideas you have, <clears throat> whatever ambitions you have for the organisation, you can't do it on your own. And, uh, and you have to have uh, a group of people who think uh, broadly the same way. Yes, we all have individual personalities. We bring different things to the table. But nonetheless, we're all people who can uh, help translate the, the really important things we have for us as an organisation. Uh, second thing, I think the uh, value... Um, we have placed on clinical leadership across the organisation, I think just um, is just such an important thing of what we do. Um, you know, I've worked in organisations before where we have clinical leadership models, but we um, they can be often by name again. Um, and I think what we have managed to do, and yes, there is more to do, is to truly have clinicians uh, around the table uh, making decisions about how our organisations run and that includes car parking as well as service decisions but it's a really important thing to establish I think in terms of and sets us apart I think from some organisations and then the third thing you know um, is the loyalty that we've drawn upon from those who work in the organisation who've worked here for years um, some people who've you know more recently joined but without an ability to um, you know tap into that talent and tap into those views uh, and to make sure that there's a resonance in terms of all the things we're trying to do, then, you know, that's the key thing. That's what gives the heartbeat to the organisation. And that's the thing that I think is a real privilege to do. Thank you. Um, so to the listener, I mean, Mark obviously has given you an overview of the three things. I'll tell you three things as somebody who's been a consultant here. Um, so three things I think which stands out, obviously, uh, in the present times of the pandemic, I think the response that the trust has done with COVID-19 has been fantastic from my own personal view. And I think your leadership uh, has been brilliant in that. I think the trust getting university status uh, has been a big step forward. And I think on a personal basis, um, as uh, you and a lot of people know, I do talk a lot about uh, diversity. and But it's been fantastic to see the trust step up and make their first appointment. Uh, somebody who's a BME, uh, Professor Anup Chauhan, to the trust. I think that's a big, big step. And uh, I've not seen that happen. And I'm not sure it's ever happened before in Portsmouth. So 
I think it's more about, you know, uh, walking the walk rather than just all the talk. So I think that's quite appreciated from our point of view, I would say. Things could have been better three years? Things you would have, if you, if you had the chance to dial back, is there any one thing, I mean, it's difficult to say that you might want to change it uh, if you could? Yeah, you know, it's always, it's always tricky this, isn't it? Because you, you always think, well, some things take longer to do than others and other things happen more quickly than you might suspect as well. But I think um, if there's one thing I, I think, you know, at this point in time I'm um, personally reflecting on is um, just how, um, we, you know, We've tried, we've tried a lot of things over the past couple of years, two years in particular, uh, to really make um, a, a monumental leap. We tried to make a monumental leap in terms of um, how the lived experience for those members of our teams that are from ethnic minority backgrounds. And I think we're at a point in time where um, I, I'm personally asking, you know, the, uh, the impact that we've had, um, despite all the actions that have gone in and all the work that's gone in, the focus has been applied, the intention behind it all, but we're at a point now where, you know, as a leadership team, we're asking ourselves, actually, all the things we've been doing, have we done enough? Um, what are the things that are going to make a difference? And, you know, that conversation that we're having with our networks, the conversation we had at our board last week, actually, we had two members of um, our team, um, both from ethnic minority backgrounds, talking about their experience at work and talking about their experience at home. And I think the more that we can have those discussions, conversations, get the insight that we don't all have, I think that will make uh, us, PHU, a better organisation to come and work and a better organisation to come and have treatment. Okay, um, and what about the future? I mean, where do you have visions for Portsmouth? I mean, we always try and get better, but is there anything that stands out that you really are focused on, um, so to speak? Well, do you know what? When I was um, originally um, interested in the job here, um, uh, I always saw that this was an organisation that had a loads and loads of potential. The bedrock is the quality of the clinicians that we have in the organisation and we continue to attract. And I just think the huge amount of talent that we have, we have in the organisation is tremendous. And, and I just think we, so I see our job, you know, the leadership team's job is about working with you know, the clinicians, the services that they deliver uh, to to think about well, actually what are the future things that our patients are going to need? How do we help support um, services and individuals to make sure that we're in the best possible place to deliver those services? So I think that's something we need to just continue to do. Uh, whenever I'm on um, a consultant appointment panel, I'm always asking what contribution they're going to make to the organisation and to services and to patients. And you know, it's I realise when we're recruiting, particularly consultants, but not only consultants, but particularly so. We're looking for people who's going to be here for 20, 30 years, ideally. And over that period of time, you know, for someone to invest, you know, such a significant chunk of their professional career, um, we want to make sure that they're the right fit with the organisation and they're going to add value to the services we provide in our community. So I think that's something that's going to be a continuum, you know, that we need to uh, crack on with. Um, in terms of the future, though, what are we doing? So, um, you know, I'm really excited about the partnership that we're um, creating with the Isle of Wight, I think there's a real opportunity, you know, for clinicians in both organisations to work together uh, in the way that they're already doing to think about, well, actually, how do we help um, support and more sustainable services uh, on the island? And that means we improve access in the process and add resilience to the team over there. So I'm really excited about the potential for that. Uh, University Hospital, 
I think there's um, so much potential with that as well. Um, you know, this organisation, um, and way before my time, has punched way above its weight for research. And I think there's something around, you know, now I'm delighted, personally delighted, but I know we all are delighted. The fact that it's been recognised about the training and teaching and educational excellence that I think we've been providing over the years with research. And it opens up so many potentials so that instead of, you know, one of the things that we've had is, well, we've had really good um, research credentials and infrastructure. It hasn't been a central part of how we run the organisation. And I think by asking different questions, involving different people, looking at, uh, looking at issues in a very different way and looking at the right different set of solutions, perhaps, um, I think there's huge potential to continue to improve the quality of services that we have as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and one, one thing I would say is that, um, you know, when you, when you first came along, I think what struck a lot of us was as to, and that's not meant in any sort of disrespectful way, um, is in the sense that how young you were comparatively to a lot of chief executives I've had the pleasure of working with or knowing or so. And, you know, in our NHS, unfortunately, sometimes youth is seen not necessarily as a positive thing. It mm. seems you need more experience to be older. And so somebody who's gotten the position you have and what you've achieved so far, uh, what advice would you give for somebody who's setting up on the journey? You know, whether they are a, in the management role, just purely a managerial position or a nurse who's looking to do forward or a doctor. Yeah. Uh, what would your advice be given the career progression you have? Is there any obvious tips you would share with them? So, um, um, invest in moisturiser, just keep yourself looking a bit younger, I think, yeah, so that's the first thing. <laughs> but I think, no, I think, you know, seriously, I think there's a few things, isn't there? So, um, I think for clinicians, and even for, you know, junior managers who, who, who think um, they want to get into, you know, more senior positions, I think there's just something about having the belief that you can go and do that, because, um, you know, um, so often, um, you know, we can put barriers in our own way, uh, there are enough barriers that other people put in your way, and I think there's something about you know having that kind of belief and latching on to people who you're actually you know inspired by that you see doing things in a certain way, and you are you know you want to find out, go and find out about how they've got to where they where they've got to, you know what kind of training they've had, what kind of support, what kind of development, um, and I think just two things about just you know doing the job. I think there's um, make use two simple things. One, make best use of the support you have around you. And yes, it's always important that you do question yourself, but don't let that be a great limiting step for you because I think you have to. A lot of this is around yes about the way in which you do your job, not just your ability to do it. And I think there's um, something about trusting your judgment and trusting your instinct. Okay, um, so uh, to sort of wrap up this short podcast, what we'll do is we have done with others in the past a bit of word association. So we'll throw some words at you because just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, so um, how about we start with coffee? Tea. NHS? Life. Doctors? Nurses. Holiday? Staycation. Favourite food? That's different. I don't know about favourite food. Um, bread, too much. Okay. And red? Uh, uh, silver. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, one of the things I'm going to finish off with is to say that uh, one of the things that we haven't mentioned in this podcast, that you and I share a common interest. Yes. Right. right? We absolutely share it. And it's a, <laughs> in the middle of COVID and everything, which is 2020 being an awful year, 
it's also been a good year for us because we both support Liverpool, yes. right? So, and I think it's fair to say we both, I'm sure you would agree, we'd appreciate what Klopp has provided to Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, amazing. So I'm going to ask you a question, which I think a lot of Liverpool fans are asking Jurgen Klopp, right? Which is, given that you've been in Portsmouth, and I think it's fair to say the success and steps forward you've made, are you going to stay with Portsmouth? I have absolutely no plans to go anywhere else. I mean, if you look at the things that um, I think we have, you know, you asked me about the things to see for the future. Um, I want to be part of that future. Um, there's so many exciting opportunities we have, and uh, and again, someone said to me when I first joined about some, you know about Portsmouth really getting into your you know under your skin, mm-hmm. and and it did that very early on. And uh, yeah, the things I've talked about, the ambition, I think that we all share, even though we might describe it differently. Um, yeah, I want to be part of it. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, and I think uh, I'll finish it there. And to the listeners, uh, those of you who know me, uh, I've never been a personally a, a very easy character to deal with. So I think, you know, Mark has known me for three years. We have had our debates and discussions, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, Mark's just giving a very annoying laugh at this point. Uh, but it's been good. We've built a good friendship. And I think uh, I've uh, developed a huge amount of respect for what you have achieved in a very short span of time. So hopefully, I have no intention of going anywhere. And hopefully, you stay with us and take Portsmouth to greater heights. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.